Have resumes always seemed like a foreign language to you? Do you hear conflicting opinions about what's right and what's wrong on a resume? Let's get down to brass tacks right here on episode six of the Nurse Keith Show. Welcome to the Nurse Keith Show where I share with you the education and inspiration you need to take your nursing career to the next level. The Nurse Keith Show is your destination for savvy and up-to-date information that will assist you in creating the most satisfying nursing and healthcare career possible. Welcome and enjoy the show. Welcome back to the Nurse Keith Show, everyone. This is episode number six, and I'm so appreciative that you're here with me once again. Thanks to everyone who's reached out via email, tweet, Facebook message, etc. I appreciate you, and I love that you're listening to the episodes, downloading them, and sharing them with your friends and colleagues on social media. Thank you for that. It's greatly appreciated. So regarding resumes, for better or worse, resumes are part and parcel of the professional world, and most of us need to have one, like it or not. Now, like I said in episode number five, some employers are now requiring a LinkedIn profile rather than a resume, but that is greatly the exception and not the norm at this point. So a resume is paramount for you. You have to have one. Resumes are a tool for marketing yourself. They're for making a statement about your personal brand. So you want to make great use of your resume and have one at the ready at all times. So the purpose of a resume really is to highlight your marketable experiences, skills, and personal qualities, and any other salient aspects of your history, such as education, publications you've been involved in, professional affiliations, volunteer work, etc. And contrary to popular opinion, resumes are not just for people who are actively seeking a job. Although I admit when we think about a resume, we usually think in our minds about a person who's out there looking for a job in the marketplace, pounding the pavement at this very moment. However, even if you were gainfully employed and you have a job that you love, your resume should always be ready to roll. And why? Because jobs, even if they're cushy and feel very much solid for you at this point, they can change at any time. Your job could come to a screeching halt because of downsizing where you're working. Maybe your workplace gets acquired by another company. Or there's so many reasons why you might lose a job and need to have a resume ready to go at the moment's notice. Also, oftentimes when you're applying for promotion, a resume will be required. So why not have your resume ready rather than having to rush to finish one or throw one together at the last minute? So there's lots of conflicting opinions about the finer points of a professional resume. We're not going to hit them all here, but I'll point out the things that I find to be very important as a career coach and also as a director of nursing who reviews resumes on a regular basis. So there are two basic forms of a resume. There's the chronological and the functional. The chronological is just what it sounds like. It's a time-oriented representation of your work history following a timeline from the newest, most current to the oldest position. 
A functional resume can often be better for someone who has a less solid work chronology because it focuses more on areas of accomplishment and skill and less on time. Most people, or a variety of people, find a cross between a functional and chronological resume is the most useful. And you can create your own hybrid for your purposes and whatever you're most comfortable with. Now, as for the layout of your resume, the physical layout, here's a couple tips. Have a one-inch margin around the edges. There's nothing like a resume with very small margins that make it seem overwhelming to the reader. You want to have white space, negative space where the eye can rest. Next, you'd like to use 12-point font, 11-point font at the very smallest. If your resume is hard to read, the person reviewing it will probably drop it in the circular file. Your resume should be printed on high-quality bond resume paper that's 8.5 by 11. If you're going to be handing someone a resume, don't give them one that was printed on your inkjet printer at home on regular copy paper. Make sure it's good resume paper. Speaking of copies, don't submit photocopies of a resume. Every copy that you hand to someone should be an original printing of your resume, preferably on a laser printer that was done at a print shop. If you do it at home, use the good quality paper, at least a high quality inkjet printer, if not a laser printer. Finally, for the color of the paper, stay with white or off-white. Darker papers will not scan very well and your resume won't look very nice. So make sure it's a lighter colored paper that scans well. You can even scan your resume to see what it looks like in that format. Speaking of formatting, you don't want to do any real special formatting other than paragraphs, bullets, italics, bold, and regular print. The reason why is that, as I said, many resumes are scanned, and also some employers will use a certain type of document scanner that takes away all the formatting anyway. So to have your resume look the best when it's scanned, make sure it's in a basic format, just with bullets, nothing else terribly special. The main sections of your resume are generally the following. At the top, you'd like to have your personal data. I like it to be in the center of the top, and all you need up there is your contact information and maybe your nurse license number. Now, underneath that, we often put an objective, like earnest nurse looking for a job in med surge. I tend to go more for the professional summary, which is a summary of your qualities and skills and something about you. A summary is definitely more powerful than an objective, so make sure that you have something that really catches the eye in that initial summary at the top of the page. In terms of your work experience, it'll generally be chronological, and when you write about your work experience, you want to make sure that you use action words to describe them. So you want to use words like managed, supervised, facilitated, provided, those types of words show action, and it also provides a little bit more interest in terms of what you did and what you accomplished. Anything on your resume that can be quantified, go ahead and quantify it. If you were involved in a research study, say how many participants were involved in the study. If you were the manager of a team, say how many members of the team you actually were supervising. If you were responsible for the budget of the unit where you worked or the hospital or facility, tell us what that budget was. Now moving down to your education, of course you want to list your education. There are varying opinions about whether putting your GPA is good or not. Unless your GPA is a 3.9 or a 4.0, it's probably best not to put it 
because if the person reviewing the resume has another resume next to it and that person has a 4.0 where you put a 3.5, that could put a damper on how they view you. So only use the GPA if you feel it's absolutely necessary and it's a GPA that's unassailable. In terms of licenses and certifications, you absolutely want to list your licenses and anything that you're certified in, especially certifications that are particularly relevant to the job for which you are applying. In terms of professional affiliations, definitely list the organizations to which you belong, especially if those organizations are directly related to the job for which you're applying. So if you're applying for a hospice job, showing that you belong to state, regional, or national or international hospice or palliative care organizations will definitely play in your favor. Awards and honors, publications you've been involved in, presentations you've given, those are all important, as well as volunteer work and community service with which you've been engaged. You may also want a special skills section for skills that you didn't list up at the top, especially if you're highly skilled in a particular language or languages or possibly specific computer skills that you would like to make sure the resume reader notes. Now up at the top where you have your email address, just like I mentioned in episode number five talking about LinkedIn, have an email address that's professional, like david.jonesrn at gmail.com. Something professional with your name in it definitely looks better. So have a nice email address that reads well and is very professional in terms of presentation. In terms of your phone number, if you list a telephone where you can be reached to set up an interview or to ask you questions about your application, make sure your voice mailbox is set up, folks. I can't tell you how many resumes we've received at the home care agency where I'm director of nursing, and we call the phone number and the voice mailbox is full or hasn't been set up yet. That is so frustrating for someone trying to reach a potential candidate for a job. When you do set up your mailbox, have a professional, outgoing message. Have it sound clear and clean and concise with no music so that the person calling gets the sense that you are a responsible and responsive professional. How about some don'ts for your resume? What do you definitely not want to do on your resume? First, don't put the salary or hourly wage on your resume that you earn for any specific job and do not list the salary that you desire to earn. This is very old school. Don't do it. It is not recommended by anyone out there in the career coaching or career counseling world. Absolutely have no typos on your resume. Your resume should be clean, clear, concise, easy to read, with great sentence structure, perfect grammar, and impeccable typing. So no typographical errors of any kind, and make sure it's black ink. Make sure the type isn't too small. Like I said, a 12 font or 11 font is best. Stick with 12 if you can. In terms of sentences and sentence structures, don't get into long-winded, run-on sentences. Keep your sentences short and concise and use bullet points where at all possible. Definitely don't leave out important information. Omissions can be as glaring as mistakes made on the resume. So make sure whatever you're omitting is okay and appropriate to omit. Definitely don't list your hobbies. It's not important for us to know that you like sewing, horseback riding, and camping. You can list that on your LinkedIn profile, but leave it off of your professional resume. Please don't list any personal information like your marital status. 
the number of children that you have, your weight, your height, the color of your eyes or hair. These are not important and are not appropriate for a resume. There shouldn't really be any reason for you to list where you went to high school and when you graduated, unless you're a brand new nurse who went to nursing school right out of high school, and there's a particular reason why you'd like to have your high school listed. If you were the recipient of any major awards or any stellar accomplishments during high school, these could and should be listed, especially for a newer nurse. However, if you're a seasoned professional with a college degree, there truly is no reason to list anything regarding your high school experience. This particular habit has not really died in our professional culture yet, but do not write references available upon request at the end of your resume. It is not necessary. It's implicit that you will provide references if your potential employer asks you for them, so do not write references available upon request. That's also, by the way, a waste of valuable real estate at the bottom of your resume. Also, in terms of references, do not list your references themselves on your resume, and please, please do not list the names of your managers or supervisors under each position where you worked. Why? For one thing, that person may no longer work there. Second, their contact information may change. Don't list your managers or supervisors. If you're asked for references, you can give them in due time. You see, a resume really represents you. A resume is an important part of your job search arsenal, and it is also part of your toolbox in terms of your professional and career development. Like I said, you don't need to actually be looking for a job to have a resume. Every single professional should have a resume in their computer, ready to go at any time. I recommend running through your resume several times a year just to make sure it's still salient and make sure you remove anything that should be removed and add anything new that needs to be added. There's nothing more frustrating than the night before an interview or right when you realize the application for the position you're applying for is due. There's nothing worse than having to rush at the last minute to update your resume or to even write a resume from scratch. No matter where you are on your career trajectory, whether you're a brand new nurse, a seasoned nurse, or maybe a nurse getting ready for retirement or a retirement career, have that resume ready to go at a moment's notice so that when you need it, you reach for it, print it, and it's ready to serve you. We're not going to be talking about cover letters here, but one thing I'll say about cover letters, if you're going to be sending a cover letter by mail with your resume or dropping it off in person, make sure the cover letter and the resume are on the same paper with the same font in the same style and the same letterhead so that it looks like a package. And after your interview, and I hope after your interview you'll always do this, you'll send a typewritten signed thank you letter printed again on the same paper with the same font in the same style and the same letterhead as the resume and cover letter that originated your application for that position. Folks, value your resume and value the appropriateness of having a resume at the ready at all times throughout your career. Resume writing is not rocket science. There's lots of information out there for how to write a resume. And there are books, articles, blog posts that are all dedicated specifically 
to resumes for nurses. You can also work with a resume writer if you need to write one from scratch, or you can work with me or another career coach who might not necessarily write one from scratch, but can help you maximize the resume that you already have. So folks, this is a brief show today just to highlight the importance of resumes. My homework for you, my call to action for you is to go to your computer right now, open up your latest resume and look it over. Are there any typographical errors? Does it include all the salient information that I've mentioned? Are there any categories of information that are missing that you'd like to add? Also, is there anything on that resume that should be taken off right now? Does it say references available upon request at the bottom? Did you list your GPA? Did you list your hourly rate for your different positions? Take all of that information off. Make sure that that email address is professional. Make sure the voicemail box is set up on the phone number that you've listed on your resume. Have a very eye-catching and well-written professional summary at the top and use action words to illustrate what it is you accomplished and did at all of your different positions, whether they were paid or volunteer. And if you need some resources, send me an email, keith at nursekeith.com, and I'll let you know what books, articles, and other resources are out there that can help you in putting together a resume that you can be proud of and happy with. Meanwhile, folks, thanks again to everyone who's been listening. Thanks for all the tweets, Facebook messages, and the emails that have come in. And if you really like these podcasts, head over to iTunes and leave a little testimonial. Say why you like The Nurse Keith Show. You can't imagine how much I'd appreciate that and what that will do for my ranking on Google. So if you're moved to, write a little testimonial on iTunes. I'd greatly appreciate it. So folks, make sure that resume's up to date. If you want to run it by me, you can send me a scanned copy and I'll take a quick peek and just give you my initial reaction to your resume visually. Make sure it's looking good. Make sure it's tight. Make sure it's professional and well-written. And if there's any way I can serve you, let me know. Thanks again for listening to Episode 6 of The Nurse Keith Show. I hope you feel that this was time well spent, that you're now much more savvy about resumes, and you'll get out there and up the ante in terms of your professional development and your career as a nurse. Take good care, and I'll see you next week on The Nurse Keith Show. Thanks for listening to The Nurse Keith Show. I hope you feel uplifted and empowered from today's episode, and I encourage you to take inspired action every day in the interest of your career satisfaction and professional development. Be sure to follow the show on iTunes, follow at Nurse Keith on Twitter, like Nurse Keith Coaching on Facebook, and email me at keith at nursekeith.com with your questions and comments. Stay positive, care for yourself and others, keep moving your career forward, and tune in again as we explore how to make your nursing and healthcare career better than you ever imagined.